This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit App Chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back into the third and final hour here on Monday morning. And it looks like the rain is still falling, but it's getting a little brighter out at least. So you've you've got that going for you. And uh, I had mentioned that uh, Jack Spillane's not going to be with us this week. He's working on his latest column, uh, which he'll have up for you soon at newbedfordlight.org. Uh, and we were going to have some special guests, but they weren't able to stick around. They popped into Fun 107 and uh, they weren't able to stick around. However... I can give you the announcement that we were going to have them make here. The Feast of the Blessed Sacrament has announced the entertainment lineup for the 107th Feast, which obviously you can assume Fun 107 is very excited about being the 107th Feast. We have to wait a long time. We have to wait a long time for it to be the 1,420th. Maybe maybe we'll just celebrate when it's the 995th because we're on 99.5 FM. But anyway, it is the 107th Feast of the Blessed Sacrament, and the entertainment lineup has been announced. Let me give you the rundown. On Thursday night, August 3rd, the opening night of the feast, headlining will be Barry Goudreau's Engine Room. You know Barry. He's formerly of the band Boston. He was the guitar player in Boston, and he, uh, he was also part of Ernie and the Automatics, who came through with the Rock for Christmas event um, probably about a decade ago now at the Seaport Inn in Fairhaven. But Barry Goudreau, just an amazing guitar player. I'm sure they'll be playing all the hits of Boston and much more. He'll be opening up the feast on Thursday night. He'll be the headline act on Thursday. Also headlining Thursday night is New Bedford's own Quinn Sullivan. Quinn, who, of course, you've probably followed his career from when he was a little five-year-old kid on, what, the Ellen DeGeneres show, all the way to now, where he has just released his latest CD. He'll be one of the headliners on Thursday. Rocking the Stage Friday night, August 4th, will be headliner Everybody Wants Some, which is a tribute to Van Halen. Uh, And I think anybody that loves, you know, good party music loves Van Halen music, right? So Everybody Wants Some will be performing on Friday night. Uh, The Portuguese Night will feature the headliner Starlight Band on Saturday, August 5th. And then finishing off the feast, headlining on Sunday night, August 6th, Ayla Brown with special guest Rob Bellamy. So you know Ayla Brown, of course. She's she's somebody who was on American Idol. Was that it? And, of course, she's the daughter of uh, former Senator Scott Brown. And he's also got a band. And I've seen her perform with him, and I think the two of them were performing together on the Cape this summer. Uh, but she will be there with Rob Bellamy. So quite the lineup there for the feast. You can find out more on the official feast Facebook page, which is Feast of the Blessed Sacrament, facebook.com slash Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. And you can see the entertainment lineup for yourself. So not a bad lineup at all. Very excited for all of those great acts. And, of course, don't forget, too, it's free admission. So it doesn't cost you anything to go and see these great acts. All right, let's go back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? Very good. How are you? Doing all right. What do you think of that feast lineup, the entertainment lineup? Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I called in for three things, and I know you don't have a lot of time. Sure the I do. First one, the first one is, yeah, when I first tuned in today, 
I, I was at the point that you were talking about clothing. Is it no clothes in the garbage now? Yeah, so they passed this, well, I guess it was something that had been in the works for over a year, but back in November, uh, it went into effect that you can't take clothing and throw it in the garbage unless it has to have been ripped or soiled. Um, but if it's something that somebody could wear again, you're, you're required to either reuse it or donate it. So really, they're nitpicking about that now? Yeah, they really, they came down hard on a lot of the, what goes into the trash. Um, no, why? It, so the get burned up with all the other trash, they just burn it up. Oh well, the idea was that this stuff was ending up in landfills, and that there wasn't enough, you know, space in the landfills for these kind of items. So they wanted to see. This is where the thing came out about the mattresses. You know that they weren't going to allow you to dump the mattresses anymore, and so the mattresses all have to be broken down and recycled. And that's why there's well, there's a charge for them now in many places. I still see people after Christmas dumping uh, trees out on the sidewalks and stuff. Well, trees trees are different. Trees are very biodegradable. Well, okay. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, are you, uh, what's the latest bear report? Any bears around lately now, New Bedford? Throughout the course of the weekend, I saw some stuff going on in the Plymouth and, uh, and, and the Carver area. And I reached out on Friday to our bear expert to find out, like, can we say now that there is more than one? But I haven't heard back from him yet. Yeah, no bears or alpacas, no uh, giraffes. I'd like to see a giraffe coming in. That would be, uh, if, if the giraffes start <laughs> roaming around, we know there's trouble. Right. One last thing, now. I saved the best for last all the time for you, you know. Uh, are you of the agreement? What do you think? Are there just two genders? Yes no. or no? No. Don't no. What? No. So you think anything other than male or female... Male or female are biological sexes. Uh, I'm asking you, though. Two sexes, male, female. You're not, you don't agree. You think there's other things. I think that gender is different than biological sex. Well, I'm of the belief that if you are born male with, uh, you know, down below, you're a male. And if you're a female, you're a female. I think anything other than that is a malfunction in the brain. Because this is coming from you thinking. Like if you're a male and you think you're a female, that's your thinking. It's in the brain. Malfunction in the brain, Mr. Weisberg. Well, let me, right? let me give you, let me give, so what would you say is the definitive definition source? Would you say the Oxford Dictionary is a good source to go to get? No, I'm not going to go by that. I'm going to go by the Mr. Weisberg report. What do you think the well, word just, gender means? What I, is your definition of gender? I, I agree with the Oxford definition of gender, which is the male or female sex, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological oh, ones. Oh, yeah, really dragging it. Or one of a range of other identities that do not correspond to established ideas of male and female. micromanage that word now. No, I'm trying they to tell to you that the definition of the word is not what you think that it is. There was nothing wrong with that boy in school with that shirt. Do you agree with that? There was nothing wrong with him wearing that shirt? I think that shirt could be perceived as bullying. What? And you mean to tell me what those strange people out there are doing is not a bullying? They want the sidewalks downtown painted pink. They want these flags. How is that bullying? How is is wanting somebody to be accepted bullying when somebody's saying that I don't accept the way that you are is bullying? Mr. Weisberg, I want to see some straight flags out in front of BSM. Straight flags. You won't won't see that. Why? Because, first of all, why would you need to see a straight flag? Why do you need to see a gay flag? 
because wow. they're, they're a population that deserves to be recognized. Everybody that's straight is already straight. recognized. I, I'm proud of it, and I want to put my straight flag right in front of your door. Well, you can, but we'll take it down. But you won't take a pride flag down. Uh, we'd probably take that down from our door as well if somebody put it up there. You would? You would? Well, you're not supposed to put stuff on our door without our permission. Well, okay, well, what about everywhere else? Except for down? the guy that put I, the Elon Musk sticker on there. We had to scrape that off. I want to see some straight flags around the city. Well, I think and that I, uh, I, I, I think that if you put those up there, those might be perceived as bullying. I want to see them in front of banks. I want to see them in front of the city hall, in front of every restaurant where you buy your sandwiches. I want to see them everywhere. Why? Why do you need to see them? Why do you? Need you just to told see me. This? You just told me that you're comfortable you in your straightness. Pride flags. Why do you need to see that? Because they want to have an acceptance in society. You but obviously. You don't accept you can, them. You can live your life. You don't accept them at all. You just called in and said there's something wrong in their brain. Because if, no, no, well, I'm talking about gay people. Now, if you're going to be gay, your mind's telling you you're gay. When you're born as a baby, the doctor doesn't say to your parents, oh, you have a gay baby. Oh, you have a transgender Well, baby. nor do they no, tell they you you have a straight that. baby either because people don't know what their sexual no, desires are until puberty. But they do say... You're the proud parents of a baby girl or a boy. Isn't that what they say? Yes, they told you what the biological sex of the child is. That's right. Anything but the gender may the be different. In the brain, Tim. It's in the brain. It's a malfunction. It's not in the brain. It is, because if you're born a male and you have a penis and you grow up and all of a sudden you say, gee, I, I really think that I'm female. You think your thinking is coming from your brain and it coming from your penis. I was born with 11 fingers. I cut one of them off, so now I have 10. Does that oh, mean I, I have to live my life friend. as an eleven-fingered person? Oh, well, you're nitpicking again. It's such a plain. I'm not nitpicking. Your argument is just ridiculous. Yeah, you're working around it. Yeah, you are. Well, you're working around it. I think we'll agree to oh, disagree what today. Which should I try today, Tim? Before you hang up. <clears throat> what did I see that looked pretty good? Uh, not too much thick bread. It has to be very, very little bread. You know what? Today, today seems like a day. Today seems like a day for one of your BLTs. Yes, but, that sounds, but, and but, I have the stuff but, to do it. Yeah. Put a nice slice of American cheese on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Today's today's okay, definitely BLT. It's either BLT or grilled cheese and tomato soup weather. Now, if there happens to be any reports of giraffes or anything in New Bedford, let me know right away. Oh, I will. Well, no, then we're screwed. If the giraffes get out here, no, we've, we we they, that's it. Yeah, Wildlife has taken over. Or a nice alpaca or something. <laughs> get some yarn, you know? All right. You, you have a good day. Time. Take it easy. Uh, you too. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, or if you have seen a giraffe, please let us know so that we can uh, make sure that we alert her and let her know that the giraffes are on the loose. I make that joke knowing that there are no giraffes in the Buttonwood Park Zoo, but I'm not totally sure that there aren't any in the Roger Williams Zoo, and if they are, that they couldn't make it up this far. It seems to me like they would have a very wide gate and they could cover a lot of miles in a in a single day, so... Um, I'd like to think that we're safe from the giraffes. Actually, to be honest with you, I think the giraffes would be very disinterested in us, but I also have had an experience with a herd of giraffes running toward my vehicle. When I was younger, we used to go, before they had a Six Flags in, in um, what's it, Agawam, we used to go to New Jersey to go to Six Flags. That was the closest one. So we would take a vacation, a week's vacation. We would go down to, I think it was in Freehold, New Jersey, was the Butterfly Campground, which was a great campground that was also a butterfly sanctuary. 
So you'd wake up in the morning and there would be all these beautiful butterflies like all over your table and all over the outside of your tent. It was really cool. We would stay there. And then I think the next town over was where I want to say Jackson, New Jersey or Jefferson, New Jersey is where the Six Flags was. And we would go to the park. And at the park, they had a safari park, a drive through safari as part of it. And we were going through the safari in our car, which was probably some kind of station wagon back then. And we're in the giraffe area and our car breaks down. And, and I think it just overheated because it was, you know, it was a hot, warm day. And as the car is overheating and we're sitting there trying to get the car started, the giraffes that were kind of off to the side and just looking at us suddenly decided they were all going to come toward us. And so we have this herd of giraffes like rumbling toward us. And of course they don't, they're not going to do anything to us. They're just curious, but we also don't know that they know when to stop. And we're like, okay, all right, brace yourselves. And then like from something out of the movies, the safari Jeep of the people that work at the park comes and drives in between us and the giraffes and the giraffes all like stop and turn around and disperse and go back, back to what they were doing before. So uh, that's my uh, that's my experience with the giraffe. So I would I would hope to think that the giraffes are not on the loose. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. I, I, I realize you're talking about giraffes, but I need some help from your listeners. Um, my friend has an American flag that's all ripped and torn, and I told her she cannot throw it away. Mm-hmm. It has to be destroyed in a certain manner. And I didn't know we didn't have any Boy Scout troops in the city of New Bedford. There isn't? Because they usually do it. There, I'm surprised that there isn't. When I called and asked for a phone number, they gave me a number in Yarmouth. I do believe that you could reach out to Post 1, the VFW Post, and, and they could probably help you in that regard. But you are you could just take it, you know, and I don't know how big of a, of a flag it is. But you can full size flag. So you you can burn that yourself if it is if it is destroyed uh, per the U.S. flag code. You can burn it if it is beyond flyable. Oh, it's beyond flyable. It survived a storm and it got torn up and everything else. The one I had, um, there was a group of Boy Scouts from the church on Ashley Boulevard. Uh, one of the kids' mothers had breast cancer and she was telling me the story they were going to have a soapbox derby to try and raise money to buy a flag and a full-size flag is not that cheap right and so uh at that time i worked at a supermarket there and i bought a case of hot dogs for them because they were going to sell hot dogs and my mother had passed and she was a veteran and i had her flag at home so I donated the flag to the Boy Scout troop. Well, that was, was very nice. I, I know I'm, I'm looking to see if anybody's sending in any app chat messages regarding what to do with that flag. I haven't seen any yet, but I do know you can burn it if it is, you know, considered to be torn and, and, and unflyable. If it would be, it's almost like to the point if it would be disrespectful to fly it the way that it is, then then it's okay under flag code to burn it yourself. Oh, no, no, no. You cannot fly it, fly it the way it is. I, then, I get distraught when... Uh, there's a house right near mine. When I come down the street, they fly the American flag right alongside the Portuguese flag, and I want to go ring the doorbell and tell them, no, 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 you don't do that. 
Well, I think people do it. I see it all over the city where they fly the flags equally, and you're not supposed to. Well, I think I think that we probably could do with some uh, revamping of the flag code because things have changed. Like in the days of you know, having uh, some of this code put out there, people had one flagpole that they would run a flag up, and so then you're dealing with what goes on top, what goes on the bottom. I think nowadays where people will have multiple um, holders for different flags out in front of their homes, then I think, you know, they can they can have some, some freedom in how they would want to display those. Well, sometimes I go by different, um, different parts of the city, and I see, um, I go by the fire department, and... Some of them have a flag at half mast, and some don't. And I, I, most of the guys that are in the in the fire department, most of them, are veterans. But I'm curious at, at sometimes why, and sometimes the one, the big one down near City Hall, is at half mast, and sometimes it's not. I, 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 I've, <laughs> I've been in the military, so I, it, it's one of those things that gets to me every yeah, time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. We, they don't necessarily give us the information as to why that would be. But I'm sure if you call them, they could tell you. Yeah, I was going to go by the fire department today and see if they knew anybody, because I figured they might. They might very you're well. Right. Yeah. Um, where's Post 1, the one in, in Dartmouth or the one in Fairhaven? Uh, no, I believe, isn't that New Bedford, Post 1? I'm not yeah. sure. On Ashley Boulevard? I'm not totally sure. No, Ashley Boulevard it's was not open anymore. Yeah, that's that was a different one. That was the one that I used to do wrestling at. I don't know. We've got a bunch of phone calls here. These are probably people that have a better answer than I do. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And let's uh, let's take some of those calls. 508-996-0500. I do have to take a break before the news, but let's see if we can get an answer for her. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Um there is a Boy Scout troop in New Bedford, okay. at least one, troop 3 which is, I think, the oldest troop in the state. Wow. They're over 100 years old, uh, continuous troop three. All right. Well, there you go. That's and, what you want to try and, to find. Uh, the American Legion in Wareham has a, an old post office box that you can put flags in, and then they burn them. Okay. Perfect. Thank you All for right. the information. You're welcome. You have a good day. And other, other callers, hang on. i got to take this break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right. Before we head into the newsroom and get all of the stories of the day from Kate Robinson, a reminder that today is an election day in Fairhaven because today you are voting on whether or not to pass the Proposition 2.5 override. So you can get out there and vote for that today. Tomorrow in Dartmouth, there will also be town meeting with a number of warrant articles for that, uh, including why I brought up throwing away clothes in the trash earlier was because they have a warrant article about whether or not to require registration for anybody that has one of those uh, donation dumpsters. I shouldn't use the word dumpster, receptacles. One of those receptacles that you can donate clothing and other things to, they want to have you register those and uh, and only have them put in certain areas, which I think is a good idea because we're going to see more and more people donating them if they are following that law. All right, let's get into the newsroom right now with Kate Robinson. BBC News reports that India's railway ministry is recommending the country's top detective agency investigate a train crash that killed 275 people. Railway Minister Ashwini Vaishna announced the decision but did not give more details. Investigations have already started and preliminary reports say a signal fault led to the crash. 
The three-train collision on Friday night has been described as India's worst rail accident this century. More than 1,000 people were taken to hospitals with injuries and some families are still searching for their loved ones. A Florida businessman says his family was on the crashed plane that caused chaos in Washington, D.C. The plane sparked panic yesterday after it violated restricted airspace and forced the military to scramble F-16s at supersonic speeds. That caused a sonic boom that led to phone calls to the police and news outlets. The civilian plane crashed in the Virginia wilderness after repeated attempts by NORAD to establish contact, but the pilot was reportedly un conscious, likely due to lack of oxygen. The FBI is expected to bring a document to Capitol Hill today that allegedly describes a 5 million criminal bribery scheme involving President Biden and a foreign national. This after Republican House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky threatened to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Comer has long suspected it will prove Biden's scheme, but Democrats are calling it a political stunt that will prove nothing. Officials in Davenport, Iowa, are confirming that the body of a person has been found in the apartment building that partially collapsed last weekend. Trey Thomas reports. A city spokesperson identified the victim as Brandon Colvin, who was the first confirmed death. The 42-year-old Colvin was one of three people still missing. Police also say there's a high probability that a 51-year-old and 60-year-old man were also at home at the time of the collapse. I'm Trey Thomas. Russia says Ukraine has launched a major attack in the east. It's not clear at this point if this is the beginning of the counteroffensive that Kyiv has been hinting about in recent weeks. Kyiv has not confirmed or denied the claims. The Russian Defense Ministry said Ukrainian ground forces launched a, quote, large-scale offensive in eastern Ukraine late Sunday. The opening bell rings this morning after what was a winning week on Wall Street. Stocks rallied Friday following a strong jobs report and passage of a deal to raise the debt ceiling. At the closing bell on Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained 701 points to 33,762. The S&P 500 added 61 points to 4282. The Nasdaq rose 139 points to 13,240. California-based Patagonia tops a list of the most loved companies in the U.S. Daniel Martindale has more. The clothing company took the top spot in a new Axios and Harris poll. Costco, John Deere, Monrovia-based Trader Joe's, and Chick-fil-A round out the top five. The poll ranks the reputations of the top 100 most visible brands in the nation. No airlines are in the top 50. I'm Daniel Martindale. Prince Harry is set to testify in a UK court this week, making him the first senior British royal to do so in 130 years. The case is over a lawsuit he and dozens of other celebrities have brought against tabloid publisher Mirror Group newspapers for, among other things, hacking and unlawful activity to get information. The last senior royal to give testimony in court was Edward VII back in 1891 in a slander trial over a card game. A new study from Shark Lab says if you play in the ocean in Southern California, you might be splashing with great white sharks. Bree Tennis has more. 
A two-year study released Friday by researchers at Cal State Long Beach says a shark is nearby 97% of the time you're in the water. Scary, but shark attacks still remain rare. They say the odds of being bitten by a shark in the ocean is 1 in 3.7 million. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says if you do go in the water, don't wear yellow, white, or silver. Sharks like those colors. Tattoos and brightly colored nail polish have also been linked to shark attacks. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox lost to the Tampa Bay Rays Sunday 6-2. They're at it again this afternoon. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. Well, today we're going to be finally warming up. We'll be back in the 60s today, but we do have some of those showers just still moving in and out of the area. So we'll see moments of clouds and overcast, some scattered showers moving through the area, and we'll finally start to clear up later on this afternoon. Overnight tonight, 49 degrees, and for tomorrow, warming up back into the 70s, but those afternoon scattered showers return. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's news talk station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 52 degrees with a light rain. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. It's magic how we're able to broadcast WBSM outside of the WBSM studio, which is what we'll be doing tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll be broadcasting live from Rochelle's in Akushnet. Hopefully, you'll be coming out and joining us and taking part in the broadcast. As I've said before, I'll have a microphone there. So if you want to jump in and chime in one-on-one with me face-to-face instead of calling in on the phone, you can do that. We will also have a Seize the Deal for sale. That will go on sale uh, that I believe it's going to go on sale at 8 o'clock. So that will go quickly. Make sure that you have your browser set for SeizeTheDeal.com and get there a few minutes before the deal goes on sale. So you don't have to worry about refreshing. All right, we have a number of folks who are chiming in to answer the question of that caller in the last segment about what to do with a flag that needs to be disposed of. Uh, via app chat, Jim in Dartmouth says Dartmouth Town Hall has a disposable box for flags. And I just got a, a text from Ward 3 City Councilor Sean Oliver who says uh, that police stations also collect old flags for respectful disposal. Most American legions, VFWs, and Boy Scout troops will accept old flags and retire them respectfully in their next flag disposal ceremony. The Boy Scout Troop 3 is chartered by St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in New Bedford. Boy Scout Troop 24 is chartered by St. Joseph's St. Therese Church in New Bedford. And, uh, and he also provided me with a link of the Department of Defense's disposal technique. So if the caller runs into trouble and can't find somebody to take it and dispose of it properly themselves, uh, there are some tips we can pass on to you as well. So it's a, it's a very interesting question because I think people make the assumption that you can just... You know, the flag is all beat up. It's worn out. It's trash, right? I should just throw it away like I do any other flag that I have. You know, I hang out my happy Easter flag and I leave it out there until, you know, uh, 4th of July and it's all torn up and destroyed. 
well, I just throw that in the trash, right? Can I, can I do the same with the American flag? And no, not per U.S. flag code. So if you want to follow that, you want to make sure that you do it correctly, then, uh, then you want to make sure you're disposing of it correctly. But if, if it is torn and tattered to the point where it shouldn't be flown, you can burn it. So keep that in mind. Um, I remember when my grandfather used to have a flag out in front of his house. He had a flagpole, and he would raise it up at in the morning, but he would also leave it up at night because he had a spotlight for it. And he, I think he liked kind of, you know, hearing it out the window, flapping in the wind and knowing that it was out there. Uh, so he would leave it out there all the time. And so it would have to be replaced every now and then. And he would take it down, and I remember him taking it down from there, and it would be torn and tattered and what have you. And he would fold it up into um, a square. Like he would fold it multiple times into a square, and then he would take it down into his wood stove, and he would put it in his wood stove. Now, I don't know if that was completely the correct technique, if it has to be you know, folded up and all of that, but that's how he handled it. Um, because I remember, you know, one time he said to me, he goes, here, help me fold this. You grab one end, I grab the other. And that's when I realized I'm not good at folding things, which to this day is still the truth. If anybody shows up tomorrow at our broadcast at Rochelle's and you see the wrinkled WBSM tablecloth, that's because I don't know how to fold things. If you ever see my wrinkled clothing, <laughs> it's because I don't know how to fold things. Um, but the... You know, he, he kind of taught me through that process. The only thing is I could never, I don't know what he did over the years to rig up that, that flagpole pulley system, but I could never get it to work. He, he got it every single time, but I could never get it to work. I always had to have his help with it. But, um, yeah, they had a flag outside every night, and they had a spotlight on it. And I mean, every day, and they had a spotlight on it for at night. And so he would go through them. And I don't remember where, he, I, I remember going with him one time when he bought one, but I don't remember where it was. I think they used to buy them at the old NHD hardware store. Now, I know when we had flags out in front of my house, you know, the, the, like the house that I lived in with my wife and son, she would put out flags for all the different holidays, all the different seasons, and we would get ours at um, what's AC Moore and AC Moore had American flags and they had all the different types of flags they had you know if you want to put a Patriots flag out they had all that stuff so I believe that's still a place that if you're looking to get a brand new flag you know if you go to that type of store I know AC Moore isn't there anymore right is it I don't think so but if maybe it is but if you go to those types of stores you should be able to find them uh, I know Walmart has a section where they sell flags. But just remember that there are certain restrictions to putting an American flag out. You can't just, you know, the, the flags that people put at the end of their driveway or that they might put hanging off the, the, the yard light that they have, the lamppost that they have in their yard or just even on the side of the house. You know, keep in mind there are rules and restrictions. It's different from hanging... You know, a happy 4th of July flag is different than hanging an American flag. I still remember, too, I think it was when I was in high school, or maybe a little bit later, the Burger King in Wareham had the largest flag of anybody around. And I think they still do. 
but they had this huge American flag. And somebody went there at night and stole it. And it became a huge thing because it, it, it's an expensive flag to replace. But the flag was stolen. And it was like the talk of the town for a week until they discovered who had stolen it. But it's, if you go by there, you don't necessarily think about it unless you're looking at it. It's one of the biggest flags you'll ever see. Anyway, 508-996-0500. Let me take my next break. We'll be back in a few. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. We still have some time left. If you want to call in and chime in or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. If you missed the announcement earlier this morning, the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament announced the lineup, the entertainment lineup for the 107th Feast. And you can check it out on their Facebook page or on their website, feastoftheblessedsacrament.com. But let me just give you the rundown of the headliners again. On Thursday night, opening up the Feast as the headline act on Thursday night will be Barry Goudreau's Engine Room. Barry Goudreau, of course, is the guitarist for the band Boston, formerly of the band Boston. I have to remember that. We are required to say that. I'm sure that the Feast has been... um, told that as well. I'm sure that they were told that in all of their marketing they have to say formally of the band Boston. Because I dealt with that when he came as part of the Rock for Christmas show. And I put Barry Goudreau of the band Boston. And I got an email from the PR firm that represents Tom Schultz, the guitarist and founder of the band Boston, who says that I must refer to him as formally of the band Boston. So Barry Goudreau's engine room, formally of the band Boston. He will headline the show on Thursday night, August 3rd. Also headlining Thursday night will be New Bedford's own Quinn Sullivan. On Friday night, August 4th, the headliner will be Everybody Wants Some, the Van Halen cover band, uh, tribute band, I should say. Portuguese night will feature headliner Starlight Band on Saturday, August 5th. And finishing off the feast, headlining Sunday night, August 6th, Ayla Brown with special guest Rob Bellamy. So a little something for everybody with the entertainment lineup for the 107th Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. So uh, you can find out more again and see the full lineup of entertainment at feastoftheblessedsacrament.com. But remember, that is all free. You don't have to pay to get in. You can go and watch all those great acts for free. And I've seen Barry Goudreau play amazing. Again, formerly of the band Boston. I don't want to run into any trouble with Tom Schultz. Although, Tom, you can call in if you have a problem with it. Uh, 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. Of course, coming up in a little while, we will have um, the wonderful Monday musings of Marcus Ferro and Chris McCarthy. They'll have you covered from 9 to noon. And then we'll have Barry Richard after the Bill O'Reilly report. Barry Richard will be with you from 12.15 until 3. Then the Howie Carr Show. And then South Coast tonight with Jessica Machado. And so uh, I know she's got a lot to talk with you about tonight as well. So maybe maybe on a day like today, with the rain falling, maybe the fish are biting. Maybe she's out there right now listening to us on the WBSM app and about to catch the biggest striper anybody's ever seen. I wish you the best of luck, Jessica. And also, keep me in mind, I love striper. It's delicious. And the band's okay, too. 
Well, and also a reminder, too, as we're talking about things that you can eat, things that are delicious, tomorrow join us uh, in Akushnet at Rochelle's for a live broadcast. We'll be there from 6 to 9. Looking forward to seeing those of you who come out and have breakfast with us. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. No, you're not there? Okay, try again, and, uh, and we'll put you through. Everything was working on my end. Must be a phone problem, which sometimes, you know, that can happen with the weather like this. I have T-Mobile service, and whenever there's rain and low clouds, it wreaks havoc on my service. So perhaps that's the issue that you are having. Uh, again, getting some more tips about where to drop off flags. I got another one that says bring it to a town hall or a police station. So, yep, it seems like that's probably the easiest bet. Um, but, of course, Councillor Oliver gave us a list of places. And, and caller, if you need more of that information, uh, give me a call back tomorrow, and I'll be happy to share it with you or in the time that we have left this morning. Why don't I take my final break of the morning, and then when we come back, we can finish things off with you. And before we go back to our, we'll take our final call in just a moment, I want to let you all know that if you are looking to get a great night's sleep, if you're having trouble getting a great night's sleep, you have to go visit Whirly Beds Factory Outlet in New Bedford. Why? Because at Whirly Bed, the beds there are made in America. Heck, they're made in New Bedford. They make them right there on Pope's Island. So they've been making them there and selling them there for decades, and they know they know sleep. They know all the ins and outs of what the average South Coast person goes through, and they know how to make sure that you get the best night's sleep with the, the mattresses that you can actually see being made. You can take a tour and see Manny hand-sewing mattresses five days a week. And when you talk to Patrick and Martha and the crew over there at Worldly Beds, they really care about making sure that you get the bed that you need to get a good night's sleep. That could be something that is a cooling mattress. That could be something that is, you know, one of those extra soft pillow top mattresses. All those different types of mattresses, they make them all there. How about a double-sided flippable mattress? Some of us need those, right? Because we sweat so much, we want to be able to flip it over and for breeze the other side and wait a little while and move it around and all that stuff. So they'll make sure that you get the perfect mattress for you. They will take the time to make sure that it fits. They will take the time to make sure it's the right, uh, the right depth, to make sure that it is the right comfort level, all of that. Who does that? Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. They've been doing it for the past 70 years. They can do it for you. Visit them on Pope's Island in New Bedford and get yourself a good night's sleep. All right, really quickly, Rock Funeral Home is another place where you can bring flags, according to an app chat message. Let me squeeze in this call very quick. we got about a minute. What's on your mind? Hey, Friday, that condor of wild turkeys obviously didn't find you. That's who they were looking for, their fearless leader. Well, they can they can uh, stand outside and wait. I will join them. I'll join that rafter of turkeys. As soon as you said they were there, I said it was obvious they were waiting for you. They were looking at me directly. Although I don't know if they were looking at me or just their reflections in the mirror in the hey, uh, mirror about glass. Twenty but. minutes ago on BSM, it crackled. There was no nothing for like three minutes. I shut the radio off, put it back on ninety nine point five, and then I got the guys back. I think you might have gotten struck by lightning, Phil. I think that's what happened. No, because that would make me a smarter person. <laughs> I had a teacher in school that was struck friend. by lightning six times. Can you believe that? Six times. All right, take it easy, Phil. Yeah, six times Miss Peltola was struck by lightning. She told us that story many times. When I saw her at my uh, at my 20th reunion, I said to her, have you been struck by lightning since I last saw you? And she's like, no, I don't 